they call it in um, Scientology? Oh, um, suppressive persons or something. Yeah, suppressive person. An SP. An SP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't want us to talk about this movie, but we're good. <laughs> oh man. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And this is I Hate It, Let's Watch It. And this is the sequel of 365 Days. 365 mm-hmm. This Day. Which <laughs> yeah, the title is weird. I don't understand it. Best. And I feel like before we start talking about this movie, we have to kind of quickly summarize where we ended up at the end of the first movie yeah so where we left off there Massimo and Laura were getting ready to get married after knowing each other for two months Mm -hmm. and all of those days Laura's technically kidnapped (laughs) and her friend Olga comes for the wedding and she tells Olga that she's pregnant and then there's a very dramatic car accident at the end of the movie well actually we didn't know they drove into a tunnel and then there were ambulances and stuff. right and cops and all that and Massimo's right-hand man comes running to him very scared and upset to tell him that this has happened and that's kind of the end of the movie I also feel we get no real no and I understanding I, I, I as... your sentence I, I like already know where you're going with it but no I, but like we don't get any <laughs> resolution to that particular everything you just said we don't have any real answer the kidnapping the pregnancy like it all just kind of gets swept under the rug a little bit it's like quickly referenced and it's like it never happened yeah and I that's why I felt like we needed to start with that because where we begin with this movie is so confusing <laughs> to me because we ended on a very dramatic accident yes. and we have no idea if Laura and Olga have survived and then the next thing we know they're like getting ready for their wedding day it's like wait a minute right are we are we going to talk about the accident? what happened yeah it's... Thing? and they do Olga and Laura talk about it for about 15 seconds mm-hmm. and that's when we find out that as we predicted Laura lost the baby in the accident and Massimo doesn't know and he can't know I find that real hard to believe though, because like he knows everything. He makes it his yeah. to know everything. And then Lara says she didn't want to tell him because she didn't want to start an all-out war because I guess it's implied that another mafia organization was responsible for this accident. Mm. We don't really get clarity on that until the end of the movie. Right. But I just it's so strange to me that they set up this really dramatic accident and then they they don't even like there's no flashbacks there's nothing nothing (laughs) Nothing. almost like it didn't happen not even like those scenes where they bring you to like her point of view at the time right that we never got to see so it's like oh this was what happened in the tunnel like we didn't we just have to take their word for it we don't we don't even know what happened and now to be honest I did read the book after I watched the movie I didn't want to spoil anything for myself by reading the book first I really wanted to see the movie first (laughs) so once I watched the movie I immediately went and read the book and the the accident is treated exactly the same way in the book there's you don't even hear anything it's like a random conversation that comes up in like the beginning of the second book and and then there's nothing like it's it's so nothing and it's so Mm. nothing in the movie and it's just like why even put it in there why does it matter? I mean, I guess I know why it matters because there was intent behind the accident, but it, like nothing happened from it. And right. Stupid. And to to start the second movie completely different, like, yeah, 
It felt like an episode of Riverdale where like something oh, really yeah. crazy happened and then in the next episode we just don't talk about we it. We just don't know what's whatever. I mention it again. Totally whatever. Yep. And another major difference between the book and the movie is that the ending of book one is Laura telling Massimo that she's pregnant. So he is aware that she's pregnant. Okay. And then she is still pregnant throughout the entirety of book two. So she does not lose the baby in the accident and she's legitimately pregnant the whole time. And can I just say, God bless the movie screenwriters for taking this pregnancy out because oh, I'd be so she's afraid. so fucking annoying in the book with the pregnancy. <laughs> and so is Massimo. Like it's, it's so annoying. She's just like, oh, well, I'm drinking non-alcoholic wine all the time because I'm pregnant and I can't do this because I'm oh. pregnant. And Massimo let, won't let me do that because I'm pregnant. And it's like, I will murder somebody. Right. <laughs> like, I'm getting a little stabby right now because I like, cannot take it. He should just lock you in a closet for a while. Honestly, Book Massimo would do it. He is... <laughs> book Massimo? He's unhinged in, in the books in a way that is not translated to the movie. And I think for good reason, because no woman would be attracted to this man. Anyway... So they bone on a balcony pretty much first thing. Oh, yeah. Because we're not going to talk about that. Before the they even so. got, yeah, before they even get married, he just shows up and she does the typical, you know, oh, you're not supposed to see me before the Why wedding. Why was it in voiceover? There was a lot know. of voiceover dialogue in the, in the first like 45 minutes of the movie. And it was making me really uncomfortable because they were like showing them, like interacting them. It's like an echoey, like, I don't have panties. And it was like, right. um, <laughs> why is this being like, like she's God or something and telling him what to do and how to do it. Oh, weird. Yeah. But they just go at it until Olga comes. Yeah. With panties. Like, ew. <laughs> Lots ew. of panties. I don't like how I just said that. I like actually enunciated it. I don't panties. like that. I said panties. <laughs> no. And they're all the same, basically. They're all white. And so like, mm-hmm. what does it matter? <laughs> ultimately yeah and then Massimo is like oh you could join next time if you want and I was like damn Ooh. Mm. <laughs> I mean is that an open invitation right because like, he seemed a little stern about it not even like sarcastic he was just kind of like take it or leave it and I was yeah. like oh shit okay yeah like don't interrupt us but if you're gonna interrupt us then you better join us <laughs> mm-hmm. oh god Olga. I I love Olga for a lot of reasons, but they also make her very ridiculous. Oh yeah, um, like very over the top, overly animated at any given moment. And to be fair, she is exactly like that in the book, and she's pretty annoying in the book. But I like her because she also comes out with a lot of truths, mm-hmm. hard truths that Laura right. needs to hear. And so I do have some respect for her. But I wish that they wouldn't make her quite so hysterical at like any given moment. Yeah a lot of things she gets up in arms about and um, and it's like yelling all the time it's like yelling. <laughs> oh yeah oh he's yelling <laughs> the wedding confused me because as far as we knew in the first movie she was not allowed to invite her family and it was just going to be all of Massimo's right. mafia people and that's why he let her bring Olga because he was like well you can have somebody and her parents are there so like yeah all right and it's a nice little small wedding in a pretty chapel and it was it was cute I I was okay with it if you forget for a minute that 
they've only known each other for two months. And again, that was a hostage situation. Right. <laughs> it seems kind of romantic. Yeah, it was a very pretty wedding. And I did like that they did just kind of like a montage type of thing as opposed to us actually like going through the whole well the very the first 45 minutes of this movie are very montage heavy Mm -hmm. it's a lot of just like cuts and scenes and music because let's be honest the soundtrack of this movie as in the first movie is the real main character of the story oh my god it's banging it's amazing (laughs) did you do any research this time around because i didn't um, but i i'd have to assume that he is still i'm guessing that opening duet was written for the movie because she, like the I think singer, it's called 365 yeah, days. She actually says the, the phrase 365 days. And I was like, well, that can't be a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not a great right. rhyme for any other purpose. So, yeah, I assume that that was tailor-made. But I, I did think it was over kind of quickly. Because, again, at this point, I'm still in my brain like, wait, we're jumping right to the wedding. What about all the, the stuff with the car accident? Yeah. And, and so I'm then all of a sudden they're married. And it's like, oh, okay, it's over now. Mm. And then they go to the honeymoon, obviously, where things are obviously going to escalate. Oh, well, the night, the wedding night, can we talk about really quickly? I mean, we have to. That's why we're here. <laughs> She's basically like, you sit the fuck down and you're going to watch me. She ties his hands to the chair and she takes her trusty, trusty toy and she just fucks herself in front of him. Mm-hmm. And I found it hilarious because his facial expressions as she's doing it (laughs) and it was just so funny because you could tell he was just kind of like defeated in that moment like oh shit like I want to be in there right I want to be in there there. right like this is doing just as well as I can like kind of like a jealousy yeah look you know as if as if she was fucking another dude right in front of him Mm -hmm. and what I loved was when she's done no (laughs) she goes i want you to fuck me the way i like which good for her speaking Mm -hmm. up go ahead i'm ready for your uh (laughs) he lunges at her oh there's the roar of a lion as he's doing it it all goes back to the lion i cackled the first time and then i I cringed the second time because I was just like, oh, wow, that did happen. They make it sound like he's roaring as he like tackles her onto the bed. That was real cheesy. <laughs> for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Quickly, this scene confused me initially. And I, I had thought this at the time when I was watching it because he says before she starts to go to town on herself, he's like, you have one hour. And I'm like, one hour for what? Like, what right. Is- what does that mean? And it's never explained in the movie, but it is explained in the book because their wedding in the book is basically a gigantic Italian mafia event. And Laura's family is not invited. She has to pretend to be the submissive wife for the entire evening because it's all very traditional and mm. respect and blah, blah, blah. So he, to get her to behave, he agrees to give her one hour to do whatever the hell she wants with him. So okay. that's kind of like their deal, which is not explained in the movie. So I don't know why they even kind right. of included that little line. And then in the in the book, he stops her after 32 minutes because she tries to put a vibrator in his butt. <laughs> There's a lot of butt stuff in the books. There wow. is a lot of butt stuff in the books. 
I'm glad we do not have to see the butt. <laughs> no, but we kind of do later, so I'll get to that. But mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, they cut to a scene of Olga and Domenico. Oh my god, I love him. He's so adorable. <laughs> I know they're they're precious. I just he calls her pumpkin too, and I just find that so much cuter than baby girl. Yeah, I adorable but but it's also weird to hear out of an italian's mouth you know what i mean like yeah yeah the accents a the accent and everything so it's like ooh, like but yeah he's adorable i love him <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it was cute because he's much more of a human than massimo seems to be mm-hmm. because he actually tries to make olga happy instead of just being like this is me take it or leave it mm-hmm. they do try and show tension between them later where he has to like be business guy for massimo but olga doesn't have a problem telling him like hey i don't like it that you're spending more time with your mafia friends than with mm-hmm. me and and he seems genuinely apologetic and at least willing to <laughs> to hear the criticism so um he's got one up on Massimo there and then we go back to the honeymoon like I I don't know why they even put that in there right in the middle there I'm so glad she's a brunette again I was just gonna say she goes back to brunette for some reason maybe she even realized like this is not why did good. she go to blonde in the first place and then actually my initial reaction at the beginning of the movie, I was like okay well she's still blonde is Massimo gonna have to commission an artist to go through and change her face and all of the <laughs> paintings he has hanging in the house but, but no, then okay. I'm wondering maybe it was a wig because when she goes back to brunette her hair's long unless she got extensions oh true I don't know. It's weird. It's kind of a weird thing that happened. Right. And I'm trying to remember if it's mentioned at all in the books, but I, I don't, I don't remember. So, so they have a pretty nice honeymoon. They do lots of nice activities. Mm-hmm. The dialogue in this movie is terrible though. Like it's just like really bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> and honestly, did they use Google translate for the English dialogue in, in this one? Because there are some moments where things are not quite what they should be. <laughs> I think when she changes her hair, she goes back. She's like, how do I look like? And it's like, oh, right, right, right. That's not a sentence. (laughs) (laughs) That does not make sense. No, it's not grammatically correct. I don't think I'd want to go golfing on my honeymoon, though. Oh, I mean, I totally wouldn't. Golf is the most boring sport. in, And she looks super bored, too. So I totally got that. Right. Like he wanted to go golfing and then she just came along. Mm -hmm. But decides to seduce him on the golf course. By firstly doing a little sexy dance on the the flag stick that's in the the hole, mm-hmm. which was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I th- like I think this scene is burned into my brain because it's so outrageously ridiculous. But she she does a little quick pole dance on that flag, yeah. and then she takes it, <laughs> and then she sits down on the green and is like rubbing her legs very sensually and like positions herself that he would essentially have to putt into her vagina to get a hole hole in, in one I mean maybe well not a hole in one because assuming that this was like a longer drive maybe a birdie you know <laughs> we got to assume that Massimo is good at golfing oh He's good man at everything what par would he get well that's what I'm saying like yeah birdie. but gross that whole thing was so gross and so ridiculous imagine if he hit it hard enough and it was like <laughs> it's made worse by the fact that it's all in slow motion too yeah everything all of her like sexy movements are just really drawn out and it was just one big cringe I was pleased to see Massimo on a horse though that was fun that was nice 
and they they go to the beach and they're like you know doing the whole honeymoon thing it's fine yeah probably the most normal they could be right I'm just like at this point in the movie just waiting for something to happen because Mm -hmm. like nothing has happened and it's been very sex heavy which I mean we've come to expect from this movie but they get back from the honeymoon they walk in on a rather strange <laughs> neurotic scene. Olga definitely wears the pants. Yes, she does for sure. Although nobody was wearing pants in this situation. No. She has um, Domenico on the table. And man, I've never seen food sex done like this. No. I've never engaged in food sex like this. and I've It never really grossed it. me out. Yeah, it was a lot. Because they use a lot of like whipped cream it's like coating his chest and then there was honey at one point she was drizzling oh my god there was so much it. mixture of Sticky. stuff oh. and like such sweet like they were using raspberries and strawberry oh grapes there were grapes over his crotch <laughs> which but was like funny. grapes and honey and I think there was other things too and I was just like this is so disgusting. yeah I think there were sprinkles and when I and I was a little caught off guard when Massimo tried to make a joke about it because I was like, wait a minute, this movie doesn't do humor. I'm right. Because he was like, you need to put a suit on and not, you know, whatever this, like, what is that, a cake? And honestly, <laughs> like, pretty close. And Domenico's like, it's cream. And it's like, that's kind of worse. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Have you ever done any type of food sex? No. Okay, in college, you know, back when I was wild and crazy, <laughs> you know, I did a little bit of experimentation with whipped cream and stuff. But like the thing that they don't really tell you about when you do that is that your body temperature is so hot that like it starts to melt immediately. Right. So I remember my boyfriend at the time, he like, we had, you know, like the ready whip can or whatever. So he like squirts a bit onto my boob and it just, immediately melted and like slid down to the side like right onto the bed and it was like oh that was hot you have to position it where your mouth is on one side of the boob and yeah you gotta like you gotta like shoot it in but let it like slide across the nip like I mean I guess if there's that much cream on you some of it's gonna stay but like it it melts pretty quickly given you know the heat and intensity of the moment so that whole scene was just like wow yeah like crazy and not at all I feel like they must have used like shaving cream or something instead to make it look like it was a cream I don't know because it it was very it was a lot it was a lot and I would not want to try to clean myself afterwards yes the stickiness stickiness I feel like that's worse than like sitting on the beach eating sand in your crotch yeah (laughs) I mean I guess sand is probably more abrasive than whipped cream but like still it's sticky yeah it's not comfortable like you're gonna be feeling that for days later no matter how much you scrub yes (laughs) the other good part of that scene was how Lara was trying to be all judgy about Olga falling in love with Domenico so quickly (laughs) and Olga calls her out on it immediately yes like you are the last person who should be judging me about this and I'm just so glad somebody said it because she walks around on such a high horse and it's like bitch you are mm-hmm. so fucked up. You have no right to judge anybody else. Seriously, take a seat. So kind of immediately, there's like tension between Massimo and, La- and Laura. Oh, yeah. As soon as they get home, it's like night and day. Yeah, because he's like, okay, we got to go 
Domenico and I got to go talk about business. Can you guys go on this trip that I organized for you guys? And like, you know, I'm confused about this as well, but continue. (laughs) Which part are you confused about? Just that he like put them on this trip and then cuts it short immediately. (laughs) Like they're just sitting down to eat and he's like, nope, we're leaving right now. And it's like, what the fuck? Well, it's hard to measure the progression of time in this movie. Mm. I don't know how long they were on the trip before that happened. And to my, the extent of my knowledge, which comes from the movie and the book. And to be honest, there's not a lot in either to to tell me why this is happening. But (laughs) my understanding from the book mostly is that Massimo's got a lot of mafia operations going on at any given moment. And when he either feels like he needs to get down to business and not have Laura around as a distraction, or he feels like she's in some kind of danger, he will remove her from him, separate them and whatever. So I, the, the book and the movie were so different. There is a trip in the book where Olga and Laura go away and then Laura decides to come back at some point to surprise him and, you know, with sex. And it doesn't go very well because that's when she walks in on, on the, you know. Oh, the, yes, okay. Yeah, we'll so it's, but it's, oh, it's, it's totally all over the place. But I feel like that would have been a better scenario. It would have. Yeah, it would have happened too soon, though. I think that was the... Oh, yeah. But that I'm thinking it's the same trip because they, they were having dinner that first night at the place where they were eating with the chopsticks. And then Olga's like, oh, I have, like, shit, I have an idea at the end of their conversation. Like, and then that's the end of the conversation. Mm. And then nothing happens, but Lara goes, that's when Lara goes back and fucks Massimo in the room with the tiny fireplace, another tiny fireplace. Mm. And like on the table I had to watch this scene a couple times because there were moments where I could not tell exactly how the fucking was happening I was like wait a minute her leg is in a really weird place I mean that would be the only reason I'd buy a dining room table that big (laughs) because at least you know like don't even sit at that end of the table we're just gonna use this end of the (laughs) table this is the fucking end of the table this is the dining end of the table like even if you scrub it and clean it at least you know you have so much more table left leave an ass to use on the mm-hmm. end of the table yeah and then the next scene her and Olga are having lunch and that's when he comes in and is like we're going and it's like yeah well actually no before that happens in the morning kissing and like getting ready for round you know 18 or whatever round mm-hmm. they're up to and his phone rings and he's like, nah, I gotta go. And she's all pissy about it. Just, uh-huh. I don't know, man. He just spent the whole night fucking you. Maybe it's okay. He goes and gets some work done in the morning. Right. And also, yeah, the wedding was great and the honeymoon was great and all of that. But like, what did you really think you were coming home to? Like, did you right. think it was just going to be like this marital bliss? You knew he kidnapped you. <laughs> right. It's almost as if a marriage that was based on a kidnapping by an Italian mafia leader was not a good idea. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I don't understand why she's like all pissy. <sighs> she's worse in the book. It's like really annoying. And she's super bipolar about it too. She just, she's constantly like pissed at him and then they make up and then he's way more rough and controlling in the book if you can believe it because he's already controlling in the movie but he's even worse in the book Mm. so that's not super fun but so he has to go to work fine and then Lara once again walks in on Olga and Domenico Mm -hmm. banging but it's cute I feel like they're so into each other and it's 
it's just yeah. so adorable. Doesn't she say like she she's gonna give him twenty minutes or something? Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna come back in a half hour. Oh, a half like, hour. You guys better be done. <laughs> she's such a hypocrite. Like she Seriously. she fucks Massimo for hours and. <laughs> Like, it totally ignores all of it that whole time, presumably. But anyway, they go for another outing and talk about how they've been friends for so long. And it's like, okay. Thanks yeah, for, that was like thanks for a this. weird. I think I actually wrote, hold on. I wrote something down about that because I felt. Was it that Olga's sunglasses are dumb because they're not even tinted? <laughs> no. <laughs> and we know, and we know how glasses. I am about, we know how I am about sunglasses. Because I can't believe you wouldn't notice something like that. Maybe I just had the thought and never wrote it down. They're like heart to heart made me feel like is something going to happen to Olga? Oh, like yeah, a I foreshadowing yeah. type scenario. Yeah, she's like, as long as we're together, you know, uh-huh. nothing else matters. It, it was a very sentimental moment. I was weirded out by the fact that they were talking. Or Laura said, you've always had powder on your plate, like even back then. And I was like, wait, did they have cocaine as six-year-olds? <laughs> what the hell? And then and then um, Olga does say, she's like, it was powdered jello. And it's like, why were you sorting powdered jello as a six-year-old? <laughs> like, was, what is happening? I guess, it, you know what, though? I guess it was like us with pixie sticks. <laughs> Maybe. I never snorted a pixie stick. I, I did. I people did that, but I did not do that. I did like a moron because <laughs> I would be taught because I'm that gullible Pollock. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, if you snort whatever color, it turns your eyes that color. Oh, my God. <laughs> So yeah, I snorted the rainbow. Great. Well, it didn't seem to do any damage, so I guess that's good. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but it's just kind of like a weird thing to say to somebody, like, "Man, you've always had powder on your plate." What? what? Yeah, like we're and not in on the joke. No, I mean, if you read the book, you know that Olga likes her cocaine, but it's not in the movies. So <laughs> exactly. Bothering to reference this. That's an interesting thing in the book too. Apparently, Massimo really likes to store cocaine with his mafia buddies, but Laura makes him promise not to do it while she's pregnant, just in case some of that cocaine enters his sperm and then, you know, infiltrates her body. So <laughs> there's the whole thing about cocaine. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, cocaine penetration through the book. is fucking wild. Like, I can't even. So this is when he comes in and cuts off the lunch with Olga after they have that little conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's just like causing a lot of tension with them. But I just, I don't really get it. It it mostly seems like Lara's being unreasonable to me. Oh, yeah. She's just kind of being annoying. And then this is when we meet Nacho. Nacho Belgrande. (laughs) I can't. I'm like, that's not his name. I'm calling him that because Nacho. (laughs) I just feel like I need to state for the record that that's not his name because it very well could be in this movie because this movie is stupid. But yeah. Oh my god. Why would he hire such a hot fucking gardener? Yeah, and my question is whether or not he did hire him. Well, na- now, but I mean, initially, that was my thought. Is this a test on her? Is this... <laughs> she's failing. Everything's a fucking test. Oh, she's failing. <laughs> and she, like, immediately compliments his hat, which was kind of weird, because I was like, what's so special about his hat? That doesn't... Okay. And then... She's like, are you thirsty? And I'm like, hell yeah, he's thirsty. He is a thirsty motherfucker. And the way he's looking at her too, like he's just not making any kind of secret about thinking that she's hot. And she is just 
lapping it all up and it's like I am a bored housewife how pathetic am I my life is oh so I hated that unfulfilling hate- and man it's like you are so annoying yeah shut up and get a suntan just fucking relax right and like you said before it's not like she didn't know this was the life she was entering into mm-hmm. like what did she think it was gonna be did she think that as soon as they got married Massimo would be like Okay, um, I know I was super possessive and controlling before, but now you can do whatever you want. You want to go get a job, you want to go do this mm-hmm. or that, the other thing, you know, go right ahead. Did she really think that he was just gonna let her do whatever? I... <laughs> Woman is a moron, but I have I have this stupid pun in my notes because even at the time I did not trust Nacho. <laughs> and I wrote, Nacho seems like a spy slash plant. Ha, get it, because he's a gardener. <laughs> oh boy such a moron this movie makes us do crazy (laughs) things yeah so he takes like two sips of water from the glass that she pours him (laughs) and then the conversation is basically over he's like see you around girl from poland or lauer from poland and she's like bye and it's just like what right. are you doing like Massimo yeah. would literally murder this man if he knew that you even looked at his ass but you know there we are I think the next scene is Christmas right yes which I until it got to a certain point I'm like they're all in black I had no idea it was Christmas yes there was when I watched it the second time there was a Christmas tree right behind Massimo oh in yeah opening shot but I didn't even register it the first time because it just doesn't look like Christmas when there's no snow right and they're on like it's pitch black outside they're on like a balcony like a covered balcony Mm -hmm. and what there were like two kids that ran to the tree like there wasn't even any like who were the people who were there because there was that one couple one very italian looking couple Mm -hmm. who was also at the wedding sitting in the front row with where like domenico was sitting and the woman looks a little donatella versace-esque but like she's got a prego belly and it's like who who are you right like, who's this person why have we not been introduced but not only were they sitting front row at your wedding but now they're at your Christmas dinner <laughs> and I thought they were his parents but then when Massimo says later that he's like not close with his family or he like never gets to see his family and I was like okay well then who are these people right who are these randos Massimo gives Laura a fashion company for Christmas which where did that come from Don, I don't know. And can I tell you, even having read the books, it comes completely out of the blue. (laughs) Obviously, she's interested in fashion in the books because she's always, whenever she describes the outfits that she's putting on, she uses Mm -hmm. designer names and, you know, she knows fashion. And given the number of shopping montages we've been subjected to over the course of these two movies, I, I can see that she has an appreciation for fashion. However... It doesn't mean you need your own company. Right. Never got the vibe that she had any desire to run her own fashion brand. Mm -mm. But she's super happy about it. And we also just never see, I mean, there's that one scene later where she goes to see a designer, I guess. Oh, right. Yeah. All they do is try on clothes. And the woman's like, we can talk business after the new year. And we're never going to get to see that if I could put money on it. And then she tells Massimo, she's like, um, like Santa's got something for you too, but you know, you're going to have to wait. And then she like shoves her tongue in his ear and it's like, okay. I'm like, are we really licking ears at the dinner table? 
<laughs> we, we sure are. <laughs> That's what we're doing. That's where we're at. God, like her parents are right there. Yeah. And then Olga's over at the bar and Domenico <laughs> proposes to her because that's what everybody does yeah in this movie they get engaged after knowing each other for like two weeks he's so cute about it though he is very cute about it this is when he calls her pumpkin and i got really excited about it this is also the point in the movie where i'm pretty sure i texted you and i'm like where is mario yeah i totally forgot that he wasn't there yeah you were like well that's a very good question and i'm like (laughs) well i mean given how the last one ended this poor guy is like scarred for life because he thinks she's dead in a tunnel somewhere right (laughs) but we don't even get till after the next scene the answer to that question yeah we're not gonna skip the sex oh no 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 (laughs) no no because I have to say, I mean, first of all, the whole treasure map thing was dumb. Like, was it literally just an X, a red X on the bed or something? Right. <laughs> like, so fucking hard to find. But the the thing that I really hated about that scene was that they were teasing us with that towel because uh-huh. Massimo's walking around in this towel. He opens it and shows all of Italy his penis <laughs> and we don't get to see it. And then he wraps himself up and then he goes and sits down. And then when he gets the map, he stands up again and he like adjusts the towel and he like pulls it out just enough so you can see that that slice of inner thigh. And you're just like, (gasps) and then he wraps it up again. You're like, fuck you. Come on. Seriously. How dare you tease us? But yeah. So anyway, then he goes to find Lara Mm -hmm. and it's. Almost a carbon copy, I think, of that okay. scene from so the first movie. I wrote that and I said, the only thing we're missing is the lion. And then <laughs> she actually she says. says it. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> I can write this. Yep. I mean, you could. I could write this movie because I was predicting everything about at least 10 minutes before it happened. But man, she has the high ponytail. Oh, God. And I, had a, I had a headache just looking at it. <laughs> the intense lingerie. She had the cups, mm-hmm. which said fuck me obviously fuck on one me the other <laughs> and man he just goes to town on her my, my notes in this it's <laughs> minimal but they're just kind of like oh first I go his nips are super hard <laughs> oh my god I didn't even notice that I'd love to know how sore she is after yeah he definitely put that in her butt <laughs> yes This is the butt stuff I was going to talk about because finally we get some butt stuff or at least the insinuation. I had to ruin a childhood classic because I'm like, oh, it's like the land of misfit toys. (laughs) What? Why is it like the land of misfit toys? I just associated like Christmas with the land of misfit toys and there was just misfit toys laying on the bed. So that is the weirdest association. Yeah, I I don't know why. I honestly don't remember dildos being on the land of misfit toys and, you know, Rudolph. True. But maybe I wasn't looking hard enough or creatively enough. (laughs) But there's one point where he just licks her face. Oh, yeah. Like hold her and he's just like, yeah. As if he were a lion. Yeah. (laughs) I think he honestly thinks he is on some level. Oh, probably. And then when they're done, they're like laying there. And this is when like serious conversation happens. Yeah. And that's when we find out that Mario retired because the life was just too chaotic for him. He he was riddled with guilt because he felt that Laura's accident was his Mm -hmm. fault and that Massimo would never forgive him. 
But let's be honest, he was probably like, I am so done with this bullshit. We said it in the first episode where we covered 365, but Mario was dealing with a lot Mm -hmm. and did not deserve it. So you know what? Totally understand that he wanted to retire. (laughs) That was a great conversation, though, because this is when Massimo tells her that he has a brother. And then she gets all like, what? You have a brother you never never told told me? me? And then Massimo's just like, wait a minute, we're not done fucking. And then she's like, uh, no, we're going to have this conversation. And he's like, uh, actually, I got to go. I got shit to do. And then just leaves. And is like, good talk. Well done. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> but this was the thing that's already kind of tweaked me to be like, all right, obviously his brother is going to play a role in this movie because it was such a random detail to re- reveal at that moment. And then for him to so stubbornly not give any more information, I was like, all right, we're going to come back to this. Mm-hmm. We're going to see the brother at some point. So the next thing that we do is the shopping montage uh, with Olga. They go to this designer and they try on lots of dresses. I'm guessing for this gala event that they attend later. I was iffy about the saleswoman, though. Yeah, she was, like, she was weirdly off-putting. She was snooty, but like at the same time seemed like she wanted to be friends with that. Like, it was kind of a yeah. weird vibe. She gave me vibes of the saleswoman and pretty woman. Mm, yes. Because at least with Olga, like Laura does have, you know, millions of dollars to spend and the sales lady probably knows that, but Olga is just kind of along for the ride. And I think that she was probably like, get this street urchin out of my studio. Mm. But they have a great time trying on dresses and like, you know, doing all this stuff. And then as they're leaving, Olga's like, um, so you're obviously pissed off. You need to tell me what's going on. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean you're obvious? Like, what? she was just having a lot of fun trying on clothes mm-hmm. and we're going to jump into this. And then Lara proving that she's just as good of a communicator as Massimo is like, well, I'm pissed at Massimo, but I'm not going to talk to you about it. And I'm not going to talk to him about it. It's like, great. Cool. We don't love solutions at all. Cool, cool, cool. Everybody on the same page. We're just not talking about anything. They both suck equally. Like they're just very frustrating as a couple. I do feel like this movie is downplaying the violence of the mafia because Massimo killed people in the last movie and was like torturing people and just generally... Um, more violent and in this movie it's mostly like he's just having conversations and phone calls with random yeah. people and that's the extent of his business and I think they're just trying to make him seem less um, involved in all those underworldly things because people aren't going to root for him if he is really a cold-blooded murderer who does cocaine <laughs> like that's just not really the leading man that you want cocaine is the icing on the cake Honestly, he's so different in the book. It's, he also has a British accent in the book. So what? No. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I and there's really no explanation for it because I is he English? I don't think so. <laughs> I think he's meant to be Italian. So right. It's very confusing. She calls him the man in black in the book all the time, and I hate it. <laughs> he does wear a lot of black all the time. But it's just like such a stupid, clumsy nickname. Right. So now we get to the gala where shit hits the fan. Laura feels really neglected by Massimo at this event. Mm-hmm. She calls him on it and he's like, well, fine. I just need to have one more conversation. Again with the conversation. So much conversation. <laughs> so many conversations happening. <laughs> um, her parents are there too. And they're trying to give marriage advice and 
Yeah, like compromise. Everything will be fine. Yeah, they're cute though. They're cute, but I think her mom's a little weird. She like took that feather out of the centerpiece and then is like waving it around <laughs> on the dance floor <laughs> like some kind of psychopath. <laughs> so Laura is kind of wandering around, looking around, seeing what's going on. And she sees Massimo standing up on top of a balcony kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And then she sees this woman approach him and it's Anna, the woman who confronted them at the club in the last movie and had been a prior girlfriend of Massimo. And she sees them go off together and she's like, what the fuck is Mm -hmm. this? And then follows them. And I don't quite understand her excellent knowledge of the floor plan. Oh, thank you. Because she seems she seems to know exactly where they're going. And there's a keypad entry to the room that they go into. And she also knows that keypad entry. So uh, I don't know what to make of that. That was weird. It was just the whole scene was a little unclear because I'm like, is she just imagining this? Yes, I thought it was a dream because mm-hmm. I could not think in my mind that there was <laughs> that there was a possible scenario where this actually happened. But so she opens up the door and she sees Massimo fucking Anna from behind. Mm-hmm. And Anna kind of like looks over at her like, and Massimo does not acknowledge her whatsoever. So she like runs, she's out of there. And who does she run into? (gasps) Senor Nacho. (laughs) Nacho con (laughs) God, we're going to have fun with this guy. (laughs) We sure are. And so he's like, "Uh, let me take you somewhere. Come with me. Blah, blah, blah. So she gets in his car and I'm sorry, this woman has terrible judgment. She just met this man. They had one conversation. And then she chucks her phone off a cliff. She hits a bird. She throws it into a tree. A bird squawks and flies away. I'm convinced that she took out an entire nest of some sort of endangered species of bird. And that bird was just probably like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) Like, I'm just sitting here in my nest. But yeah, so she leaves a message for her mom. She's like, I'm fucking out of here. And not just like, come stay with me, clear your head. And, you know, it's like totally fine. And she's like, sure. (laughs) You idiot. (laughs) Seriously, you don't know this man. You don't know him at all. And finally, shit's starting to happen. We're like almost an hour, roughly an hour into the movie. Shit is finally starting to happen. (laughs) So I guess we should be grateful for that. But this is approximately where I figured out the twist that was coming because again in my head I'm thinking like there's no way Massimo fucked Anna like there's just like no no way that happened so what are the scenarios in which it could happen (laughs) so that's where I got there but I was also thinking for a brief moment that Nacho could be Massimo's brother in some way shape or form oh that's that's a good one Thank you. I I had some good ideas about how this could have been done better, but it's too late. It's done. It's done the way it's done. So Nacho brings her back to his wonderful beach. And I say, I'm like, I would love to live with him. Yeah. A plus would move in tomorrow. And he's being kind of cagey, not revealing a lot about himself. He's a gardener, but he has this really nice beach house. And he's alluding a lot to his father and how his father's rich. And because we're just in this world, do we think this guy's involved with the mafia? (laughs) What are the odds? I didn't pick up on that yet. Oh, okay. No, I was suspicious from from get-go, but I'm just always suspicious of men, so it's probably why. Fair. So there was that really annoying scene. I got annoyed by it in the movie, and then when it happened in the book, I was like, damn it. But she drops that glass, and it shatters everywhere, and then he's like, oh, Oh, he picks her up. 
away from the shards and it was like okay that's very dramatic thank you but it does happen in the book like that as well so wasn't that her reaction to the sister being pregnant yes and I think it was because she was pregnant <laughs> but I mean point. it was just the fact like does she react when yeah, she no, sees anyone pregnant like could it be anywhere <laughs> yeah. anytime no you're right that was weird that was a weird moment we go back now Massimo's like beside himself with this whole incident and Laura's mom comes to confront him <laughs> and is like screaming yep. at him about this that and the other thing and he's just standing there taking it because what can he do and then she's like we're leaving don't try and stop me and he's just not even remotely trying to stop her so things are just a little bit tense over at the Massimo camp and it's funny because obviously not knowing the twist but I'm like you fucked up bro what are you mad at you screw- <laughs> what is wrong with you <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. No, I I was always looking for a back door on this because I was like, there's no way They're like that you can't come back from no. that. There's no redemptive arc possible to come back from something like that. So we go, we keep cutting back and forth. And I never really know exactly what Massimo knows at any given time because he all of his conversations that he's having with Domenico and on the phone and he's constantly looking at his phone. He gets a message and he looks at it. And then he puts it back down. And then what are we supposed to take from that? Mm. And we don't, like, I don't know what he just saw. And then he said, he's talking to Domenico in such vague terms so that we can never actually follow what he's saying at any moment. So, it, but I don't understand all the secret because most of the information he would have, we would have, it, it's dumb. It's dumb. It frustrated me. So Nacho just like generally starts moving in on Laura. He's like, he's really trying to make this happen. He's really pushing. And, uh, they go to the beach with his sister, Amelia, who is very pregnant. And I found that relationship to be a little bit weird. He like kisses her belly at one point. Oh, yeah. It's, like mm-hmm. quite uncomfortable. It takes like way too long. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, his sister's like, oh, you guys should date. Sounds like there's something going on between you. Blah, blah. And it's like, okay, everybody in this movie has poor judgment. A thousand just percent. Met. Don't try and set this woman up with your brother. You don't know. And... He also did like he tried to be the nice guy, which was very ironic considering who he turned out to be. But he kept putting Massimo down for being mm. involved in the mafia and like being a dangerous. He's like, why? Why do the good girls always fall for the bad guys? Yeah, I mean, like, bro, you are a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> you are not a good guy. So what is wrong with you? I think this is the point. At yes, which... I wrote it all in caps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I want to just say. It was before, it was right around the time that Laura went to go live with Nacho that I have in my notes in all caps, wait, does Massimo have an identical twin? And then was so vindicated 20 minutes later when we see Massimo's identical Mm -hmm. twin talking to Anna about their foiled attempt to kidnap Laura, I guess. I don't. This gets weirder and weirder from this point on. It really does. And and be, it deviates from the book too. So I couldn't even really use the book to help me understand what happened oh. here. So it just confused me more to know what happens in the book. But my understanding is that Massimo's evil twin, Adriano, was hired or at least incentivized to help get Laura away from Massimo so that this other guy who ends up being Nacho's father <laughs> is able to blackmail slash negotiate with him about mafia stuff. I don't see how Lara has to be involved in this at all, though. 
I think it's just the threat to her life to bring her to bring Massimo to the table. It's a very elaborate plan for that, though. It like it is. This is really what we're doing, and it's yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, this is really what we're doing. I and I I think I had that exact thought when the identical twin thing was revealed. I was like, wow, we are really doing this. This is a thing that we are allowing to happen. The best though was. You had texted me like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, no. I could not contain You myself. couldn't, but also it was so general that I'm like, this could be anything, anything. <laughs> and then when I got to the part, I text, I'm like, a twin? And you're like, yep, you're there. Yeah, because <laughs> like, yep. yeah, you had asked me before that. You were like, how far were you into the movie when you said, oh, my God? And then I was like, well, I was probably like about an hour, but you will know. You will absolutely know when you get to the point. <laughs> right. Because I feel like there was there might have been another part that I was like, oh, this could be the oh, my God like, part. And then, no, it was not. No, no. You will know. <laughs> oh, man, it's crazy. And on my second watch, I went back to pay attention to see the tattoos, because in my head, I was thinking, did Laura not realize that this man has no tattoos? Right. He has hand tattoos. That's the first thing I would notice. Yes. And I will allow that when he is fucking Anna at the gala thingy, he does have most of his clothes on. So unless she was like really paying attention to his hands, which I can understand maybe why you wouldn't be at, at that, that moment, time yes. fixating on his hands. But I, if he had had his shirt off and you couldn't see any of his tattoos, then I was going to be like, this woman's an idiot. But I, I will allow, okay, probably not noticeable unless you were really paying attention to his hands, which she was not. But the other the other thing that they use to, to make him look different is they just mess up his hair a little bit. But yeah. Just to show he's like a little unhinged so he doesn't brush his hair. That's always the good sign to know who the <laughs> evil twin is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we need, to, we need to know which one is which. <laughs> and I'll get into it later when we get to the end of the movie, but his mannerisms are also just like very exaggeratedly like psychotic in a very classical way but oh my god the thing that's weird to me is that in the book Massimo has no tattoos and so they made that choice for this movie for him to have lots of tattoos probably for this scenario to make him seem like a badass that or I don't think I don't think it well I guess as viewers we would like to know who is who but I don't think it makes it any less interesting if she can't tell the difference between them by their tattoos I don't like drastic to have Massimo be covered and then for Adriano to not have any it's a big change that's a complete different thing but that and messy hair I mean come on (laughs) yeah I mean that's all we need to know a blind person could figure this out yeah right Adriano shoots some guy because they didn't get Laura. This is the part that confuses me because I don't think that Laura was ever supposed to be. I don't think Don Fernando ever intended for Laura to be kidnapped by Adriano. I think the plan was always to have Nacho do it. So maybe Adriano was trying to go off book here to get specific revenge on Massimo by getting to Laura before. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure, but Anna's involved in it. It's stupid why isn't whatever so we have this information now and then we cut over to Massimo who is wearing glasses for the first time ever and I don't hate it don't hate it either (laughs) it's kind of nice and again there are like some vague conversations occurring about what they're going to do and I don't know if at this point Massimo is aware that Adriano is involved 
I think at this point he doesn't know that. Yeah. I think he thinks that it's all Nacho and his father because they do send an assassin to to go, uh, I don't know, get Lara back and or kidnap and kill Nacho. I don't know. (laughs) That scene was so confusing because it started out very sexy and then it suddenly stops and then there's people fighting and they're breaking and it's like, what is happening? Yeah, a lot happens very quickly. I didn't realize that their sex was her dream for at first. That, let me tell you, that angle was a very nice angle that they were shooting that at. This, Yeah, this one was good. I like the other one better where she wakes up and looks under the blanket. Yes, that's sorry. That's just the like, one I'm the, talking about. Yeah, they were very, they were similar. They were similar, but the the first time it starts where they're making out and then it like generally escalates to that point but the second time it like she just wakes up and it's like hey and then looks under and his head is between her legs and it's like oh I'd love to wake up that way (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah so while she's having this dream somebody breaks in and I believe based on the book I believe the attempt was to get Laura back I don't know actually I don't know I have no theories on it because why would Massimo send somebody else to retrieve his wife? He would 100% go get her himself. That is true. But why would they want her dead? Or I don't know. Regardless, Lara starts to wonder about Nacho and be like, hmm, I think this guy could also be a mafia dude. <laughs> Nacho Libre. <laughs> I could come up with them all. I, I... <laughs> Loaded nachos. So she tries to confront him about it. He's cagey again. And then he's like, let's go to the beach because we could get upset at the house or we could go to the beach. And she's like, well, okay. And they drive away in his fancy car. They go to the beach. They have beers on the beach. And she's like, I've never had a beer like this before. And he's like, well, maybe you just haven't, um, you know, been around this kind of guy anymore. It's like she was talking about her beer nacho. Yeah. You know, like she was saying she's never had this kind of beer. Now she's never had this kind of guy. And also she has had this kind of guy. They're all mafia men. Right. Except, you know, one's Italian and one's Spanish. Spanish roots. Right, 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 right. So it's kind of unclear. (laughs) So they're having a grand old time. (laughs) And Massimo is just like losing, losing his shit. There's like this scene where him and Domenico are in a car and I think Domenico gets the phone call that like, and this is why I don't know who sent that guy because Domenico gets the phone call and it says like, yeah, she's still there. Like she, we didn't get her, blah, blah, blah. Massimo loses his shit in this car. He's like punching the seat and like breathing the really best heavily. Is when he's like, can we turn the AC on I'm like, on that's here? me. I, I was like, oh my God, I'm <laughs> with him a thousand percent. Turn the fucking AC on. <laughs> so ridiculous and uh so he's just like losing his mind but we also don't really like I'm not invested because I have no idea what he knows and what he's doing and like what is happening so it's just kind of hard to be like on anybody's side here finally Nacho comes clean with Lara about his mafia ties and she's reasonably pissed off because he lied to her and I will say that in the book Nacho literally kidnaps her and brings her to his house it is not voluntary she does not go with him willingly (laughs) and this doesn't even happen until 75% of the way through the book there's a whole thing because what does happen when she thinks she walks in on Massimo and Anna in the book that happens first 25% of the book like immediately and we know about his evil twin roughly around the same time So like, that's not really a twist in the book as it was in the movie, but she leaves with Olga. They go and hide out in Hungary for like two months 
to try and get away from Massimo until they figure out what the hell is going on. And then this whole thing with Nacho doesn't even happen until the very end of the Hmm. book. And it's, it's not as nearly as romantic as, as it is in the movie, but I just find that funny because he also said in the movie, she was like, what if I hadn't come with you voluntarily? He was like, I would have found a way. (laughs) And it's like, okay. So then you were like totally prepared to Mm -hmm. kidnap her. And it just happened that she's an idiot with terrible judgment and came with you willingly, but fine. So she's all pissed off. She's ready to go see Massimo and figure out what the hell is going on. They go to this meeting with his father. Man, this music is dramatic. Mm-hmm. It's like, ball. It's like Inception music. <laughs> it's like crazy. Man, this whole thing, sloppy. Yeah. Very, very sloppy because... My understanding of the situation is that Don Fernando was pissed that Massimo was edging in on other people's territories, mm-hmm. presumably his. And so to send a message, they arranged for Lara's accident. And then when that didn't work, they intended to kidnap right. Lara and kind of use her as a bargaining chip to get Massimo to agree to back the fuck off. But And this is where, like, I'm confused as to where Adriano comes into play, because I don't know if he was supposed to be there. I mean, John Fernando says that they want to replace Massimo as the head of the Torricelli clan with Adriano, because because apparently Adriano is stupid. But he also says that he's so bent on revenge and greed that, like, he'll be easy to control. And that just sounds like the complete opposite to me. Yeah. This sounds like a loose Yeah, like he's going to go rogue at any moment. Yeah, like you would not want to be dealing with this on the regular, but apparently that's the plan. So I guess that's where he comes in because maybe Don Fernando made a deal with him and was like, okay, like if you help drive Laura away from Massimo by fucking Anna and making it seem like it was Massimo, then we'll help put you in charge. But then Adriano apparently isn't satisfied with that because he basically gate crashes this party and finds where they're holding Laura (laughs) temporarily and she's all confused she's like you're the worst mistake Mm -hmm. of my life and then she's like wait a minute you're not Massimo and it's like no you fucking right so yeah he's monologuing a bit (laughs) he calls her baby girl the way that Massimo does and then he starts laughing at it like making fun of it and I really appreciated that moment He's doing a very interesting accent yeah. because it's almost American. He's doing a lot of tics, like lip smacking and twitching. He's just like very classically psychotic looking for any Harry Potter fans. Very Barty Crouch Jr. looking, but it's all very theatrical. And then the the rest of the men realize that this has happened, that their plans have gone awry. That's kind of one of my favorite moments is when Nacho comes in and is like, uh, actually, dad, um, she's not with your personal right. bodyguard. She went with these other guys. And then there's this great like, whoopsie, whoopsie <laughs> moment where Don Fernandez is like, oh, um, that's not good. And then Nacho and Massimo run off to go retrieve her. And guys, I could do this all day. I could watch those cuts of those oh, two men yeah. in their really nicely tailored suits storming down hallways with their guns looking very vengeful those booties were amazing they're so squeezable i want to just honk honk every (laughs) every time they showed 
there was one particular scene Massimo was wearing these really nice fitted black pants and I was like that ass in those pants man Mm. oh god yes yes so yes they're rushing to the scene they get there now Adriana's got a gun to Lara's head Anna's there too she's got her own gun everybody's got a gun and they're all pointing it at each other like the spider-man meme yes (laughs) yes Wait, does Massimo have a triplet? I know, imagine that would be even better. Triplet. That would make it even better. It would be like the um the Vanessa Hudgens. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> Princess Switch oh. or whatever. The Mafia Switch. <laughs> and I also said that um Adriano looks like he's hopped up on Coke, like big time. Oh, well, probably. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. So Adriano reveals that Laura was pregnant. Yes. How the fuck did he know that? I'm thinking, no, you know what it is? I'm thinking what? when the initial, the initial thing in the tunnel happened. Yeah. That she was kind of like, no, I'm pregnant. Don't like hurt me. You know what I mean? Like gave that whole spiel. <laughs> I mean, you're writing your own scene here because they didn't give us they any didn't. information. So that could, that have, could happened, have happened, but like, it would have been nice if they had shown that. So we would know and understand why he knows right. but when that's nobody else only... does logical i know that's probably a dumb thing to say but that's my only logical you know no i mean there are potential ways where he could have found out i mean presumably she went to a hospital after the accident maybe he paid off a doctor or somebody did it's just like it's possible it's just (laughs) to our knowledge there's no reason why he would have that information especially when massimo doesn't you know, you would think that he would know everything, yes. especially if Laura was indisposed enough. Now, my question is, because we kind of glazed over this earlier when we were talking about all this conversation with Laura about it, it sounded like Laura said something like it was the hardest decision she's ever made or whatever. And so was it like she chose to terminate the pregnancy after oh. the accident or the accident caused her to lose? Like, I was unclear about that because I would think after the accident, she chose. Maybe she thought it was like too dangerous. Right. Like there's no way I could bring a kid into this. This is how my life's going to be going forward. Right. And then that makes sense why she wouldn't have told Massimo. Right. But but yeah, they don't give us enough about what happened to that pregnancy. It's spoken about very vaguely. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if it was her choice to terminate pregnancy or if she lost the baby in the accident. But the book doesn't help me either because she's pregnant throughout. Mm. And then the ending is kind of insane because it's a, it's a very similar scenario and she does get shot at the last minute, but there's like a little addendum to the end of the chapter from Massimo's perspective where he is talking about how he has to make the decision. The doctors basically say like, we can save Laura or the baby. Oh my God. But, and this may be a controversial statement given the climate of our country right now, but at this point in the book, the fetus is four months old, which is not viable outside of the mother. So I don't even understand why there is a choice that needs to be made there because Mm. if they save the baby, the baby's going to die anyway. I looked it up because I Googled to make sure that this is correct, but I'm pretty sure that the youngest a fetus can be viable outside of the womb is five months. 
Okay. And that's like with extensive problems and like right, like we'll be in the hospital for a like very, very long time. Survival rate. Yeah. So four months. No, that baby's not surviving. So the fact that there's even a decision that Massimo thinks needs to be made here is very confusing to me. <laughs> so it's like, you have to save Laura. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so I can't even really use the book to help us understand what happened to her pregnancy. But I'm guessing that there's, I don't, I don't know. It's funny because the net end is the same. They just took the pregnancy out earlier in the movie. But by the time we get to this point in the book and in the movie, it seems like Lara's not going to be pregnant anymore. So that's fair. Okay, that's fine. So anyway, after Adriano reveals the pregnancy, Laura spirals away from him and is like trying to run to Massimo. Anna shoots her. It's this very glorious shot of it, it blood was, spurting. It was like the Matrix kind of like slow-mo. <laughs> Matrix if Neo hadn't managed to dodge right, those Right, exactly. <laughs> That's how it felt. That's exactly how it felt. Yeah. So she gets hit though, like right in the stomach. It's like a real bad place to get shot. And then everybody starts shooting each other. Massimo shoots Anna. She did. And then does he shoot Adriano or does Nacho? He Nacho does. Yeah. So, and then Nacho turns his gun on Massimo like he's going to shoot him, but then he doesn't. And then Massimo kneels down with Laura and is like, yeah. And that's basically where we Mm -hmm. (laughs) So my guess is that Laura will survive. Laura will survive and we will (laughs) not discuss the shooting whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah, we will pretend that this incident just never happened. We'll pick up like a week. She'll be in a bikini, no scars, no nothing. Yeah, totally fine. I do have to quickly address one more thing that was different about the ending in the book because this was wild. (laughs) Um, There's a weird ass plot twist where the person, the mastermind behind all of this was not Don Fernando, but it was the guy from the club, you know, the two guns (gasps) in the club. Because in the books, Massimo just shoots him through both of his hands and he doesn't kill him but (laughs) he's so mad about this this incident (laughs) that he arranges for all of this shit to go down and he is also revealed to be the father of Nacho's sister's baby and was planning to take over after Don Fernando so he was going to kill like Nacho and John Fernando as well, so that he could then take over that mafia. <laughs> it's like, what I kind of love that two guns in the club came back. We right? circled I back. I was so excited. I was like, two guns in the club. Oh, oh these God. movies, so... they're so horribly phenomenal <laughs> that I, I didn't get to do my second rewatch. We just recorded. I'm going to have to watch it again. Yeah, no, it's, it's so worth a second watch. And even because I was looking to see the point at which Massimo and Adriano switched places at mm-hmm. that gala, and it's still unclear to me. Uh, I'm yeah. pretty sure Massimo was at the table with her, but then like I don't know where he went, and then how Adriano knew it would be a good time to then like visibly go off with Anna, and the fact that like she wasn't going to run into. I feel Massimo, like Anna was more of the mastermind when it came to the two of them. Like, I think she's the one that kind of, like, scoped out where Massimo was. Okay, now we got to do this. Like, I th- I don't think Adriana really had the, um, oh, I don't know, intelligence. Uh, yeah. To... <laughs> yeah, no, just the wits about him because he was definitely unhinged mm-hmm. the entire time. So, 
yeah, I don't think he was a mastermind of anything, but I do think that he, I mean, obviously he, when he does this whole monologue about how Massimo was born 10 minutes earlier, so he gets to inherit the family business. And so he gets nothing. He's obviously got a chip on his shoulder about that. It's just, I love the attempt at a plot because it's not good (laughs) and it's very confusing, but they're trying to make a story out of it. But you know what I love too? And I don't understand why it's become the go-to storyline, scenario, whatever. But even in the Fifty Shades trilogy, why does the girl have to be kidnapped in order to threaten the billionaire or whatever? You know, like, that's the only way to get at him is by the girl. I, it's... That, I mean, that's the trope, though. You know, the, that's the thing with these really strong alpha male characters. That's is the that, only thing that'll take them down, right? Yeah, they have no weaknesses. They don't care about anybody else in their life, but they care about this one special woman for some reason. We need to find a new... a magical vagina. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we should write. We should write so-and-so and her magical vagina. And then... <laughs> We just have her going through all these millionaires and see which one sticks. Yeah, that, right. That would be, be a good HBO series. <laughs> yes, I need to see more of Massimo. I just I know. Let me tell you, those <laughs> TikToks of like watching them at the premiere on the red carpet, and I'm like, you are the hottest fucking person. Like he's wearing suspenders over like a wife beater, and I was like, damn. <laughs> Like you are, I just want to grip. I can't. This is this is too much. Too much for noon on a Sunday. It's getting hot here. The Lord's Day. We're talking about this. This This day, the Lord's Day. This day, the Lord's Day. Massimo is sexy Jesus. Oh oh, wow. Uh, Yeah. So we know that the third book is being converted to a movie better be for yes we already know this netflix has said so they approved both of them at the same time i think and they and they filmed them back oh so this could come out sooner than we think that would be amazing end of the year or early next year so i will not read the next book until (laughs) we see the movie because i do want to preserve you know my emotions and everything for when i watch it roll out in front of me but we will 100 be covering without a doubt they're they're probably gonna have a baby at the end of it it's usually how this shit works man he decides to take his, you know. First comes kidnapping, then comes forced marriage. And then comes. Then comes the anchor baby in the baby carriage. That's a shirt. <laughs> write that down. Write that shit down. Fortunately, it's being recorded for posterity. There we so go. It should be all right. But yeah, I enjoyed it. As stupid as it was, I enjoyed it a lot. Yes, it, it did not disappoint. It was just as ridiculous as the first one. And I, I had a blast. I had a blast yeah. watching it. And you know what you're also going to have a blast watching? Rubber. Rubber. <laughs> I can't wait to actually rewatch it because as I watched it the first time, it's fucking ridiculous. But the way it's done just cracked me up the whole time like I was just kind of in a weird and you'll see it's the concept strange the execution is weird but you're kind of intrigued like I I need to figure out why this movie's like this 
fantastic. I mean, we loved Killer Sofa. I think you're going to love Rubber. All right. Well, I am psyched. I am sufficiently psyched and ready. We'll be getting that out to you later this month. In the meantime, we got Riverdale. Yes, we do. Man, it's just, it's not as exciting as these other things that we're doing. I know. I know. I always get way more excited when it's like movie week and we get to talk about a movie. Yeah. Especially when we pick good movies. And we just, we cover a broader audience. Like, Riverdale's got little core people. Yeah, our core Riverdale fans, we love you. Because no, we do love you, man. I <laughs> you're mean, the reason really, why we do this. <laughs> the commentary we get from some people are great. Like, damn you, you made me go back and watch it. And, <laughs> or, damn you, I was done and now I'm going to catch up just so I could listen. But listen, I take that as love. That's the greatest sign of love, really, to put right? yourself through something like this for us. <laughs> yeah, we really appreciate it. So... We got Riverdale and then we got uh, Rubber coming out on the 31st. Um, it'll be a nice, you know, hangover cure for Memorial Day <laughs> <Memorial> weekend. Day. <laughs> <laughs> we will uh, see you soon.